Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And that's a shoe on the other foot. It's your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for Thursday, October 17th. But first... Sports. Good morning. We are in the home stretch of the week. Happy Thursday to you. It was a, a lighter night in sports on Wednesday, thanks to the rain canceling game four of the ALCS and the MLB playoffs. But of course, it's never a slow day when the Toronto Maple Leafs and Toronto Raptors are involved. The Maple Leafs stumbled in the second half of their back to back against the Capitals. All the best and possibly the worst of the Raptors made headlines in a pair of statements on Wednesday. But first, it was all going along so well for the Maple Leafs after one period against the Washington Capitals. Kasperi Kapanen broke his goose egg with the first goal of the season. And Superman Ilya Mikheyev scored another goal to continue his excellent start to the season. He got his third. And then the wheels came off. The Capitals score one, two, three. Three times in just over a minute, a minute 18 to be exact, they turn a 2-1 lead into a 4-2 deficit for the Maple Leafs, and the Capitals did not look back, locking things down to secure a 4-3 win in regulation. So, the Maple Leafs fall to 4-3-1 early in the season. Michael Hutchison, the team's backup goalie, he got the start in a tougher assignment in the second half of a back-to-back against a very tough team. In the span of just over a minute, he will end up wearing the L for this one, Ailish Forfar, one of Yahoo Sports Canada's best and brightest NHL editors, joins me now. Fours, first and foremost, where did it all go wrong for the Maple Leafs on Wednesday? Well, if you got up to go to the bathroom midway through the game, you would have thought you turned on a different television show after a minute 18 and the Washington Capitals scored three unanswered goals. And I think obviously you can easily pinpoint that as a lapse in the Leafs' effort and mental strength and it was just stupid plays and undisciplined calls and plays that kind of let them fall apart and it's really hard to get back in the game I mean they made an attempt near the end but pretty defeating a minute 18 that you have to go through as a team and they weren't really able to get back on pace after that now they're on the second half of a back-to-back and they played their backup goalie as they usually do uh, what do you think about Babcock's sort of stringent always having the starter go game one and the backup go game two? Because they played a back to they played a team coming off a of back to back in game one in Minnesota that was tired and overpowered them and then looked a little tired tonight. How do you what do you think about that strategy? I don't love it. Um I know that he's very set in his ways and he's he's stubborn in a sense, to put it lightly, that this is the way it'll be. But if you look at the matchups, I think obviously Hutchinson would have been a better match with Minnesota. And I think Freddie might've been able to put out a win against a better team, but this is his mentality and the consistency makes it almost undebatable that he's going to do this, but it, it gives you the idea of like, let's secure two points. And then the other two points, ah, we'll see what happens. And I don't know as a player, 
if I would love that strategy, looking at where we're just going for 50% on a back-to-back. I don't, I don't love it. I think I know about um, making sure that Freddie doesn't get overplayed and you look at the big picture, but coming into it, you're kind of setting Hutchinson up for disaster in a sense. Um, we talked about the goaltending strategy and we talked about the, the quick breakdown there in the second period. Was there anything else that jumped out at you from this game, aside from them being tired on the second half of a back-to-back, that you look at and you go, hmm, that that's a little bit concerning to see from the Maple Leafs? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a negative Nancy, but I didn't love the end of the game for Mike Babcock and his decisions. I think if you looked at the Leafs, actually had a really good third period. They were putting on the pressure. They put the game within one. They had an empty net with a minute or two left, and they've got Kerfoot out there when they could have Matthews, and I was waiting patiently, and there was no timeout call. There was you know, no urgency to get Matthews out on the ice, and in the end he got, I think, 10 seconds. And it's too late at that point. Obviously, we saw Tavares um, score to put it within one with two and a half minutes left, and that's kind of when you really put out your big guns, and I just hope this isn't a vintage Babcock situation where he's got Marlowe out there. I love Marlowe, but <laughs> those old guys or the young guns that aren't putting up points when, when he's stressed time and time again that, you know, oh, it's going to be different. We're going to, we're going to put the players out. We need It's like, well, you had an opportunity tonight against, you know, the Washington Capitals to, to tie the game up and you got your all-star on the bench. So I don't want to say that this is going to be a trend, but it's not a very, positive feeling to kind of go away with thinking that you know one shot away from tying and and pushing overtime and getting a point at least so I didn't love it (laughs) so we're not going to call it a hot seat you want to call it a lukewarm seat for Mike yeah lukewarm I I like to say that maybe he was trying to get him out there but Kerfoot should know to get off the ice too like you know you look around hmm I don't know if I belong out here right now in this situation that's when you get your butt back to the bench and get Matthews on the ice or, or whoever's in line. Like you're also a player and you got to think, well, what's the best situation for my team here? So I can't put it all on Babs. Can't put it all on Kerfoot, but it's kind of a bad taste in your mouth watching the game end when you're really close to tying it. Leafs now take a couple days off before a meeting on Saturday at home against the monster under the bed, the Boston Bruins. The Bruins are 5-1 and one to start the season. It's going to be another sizable test for the Maple Leafs to kick off the season. There have been no lack of those early on, and another one comes on Saturday. The Toronto Raptors, meanwhile, continue to prepare for the beginning of a new NBA season. Opening night is Tuesday, by the way, if you need reminding, which you shouldn't. I say it a lot. Tuesday, opening night, there were a pair of interesting tidbits that came out of practice on Wednesday. First came from Yahoo's own Chris Haynes. He had a report that Pascal Siakam is seeking the Rookie Max extension. No surprise there. Haynes called it almost a certainty that a deal will get done between Spicy P and the Raps. A rookie scale max is five years, $170 million for Siakam. They have until Monday to iron that out. If you're expecting him to be the man and to be the number one option, that's the kind of money you deal with. There was also a little bit of fire from head coach Nick Nurse, who had this to say about some of the new acquisitions, namely Stanley Johnson and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, and whether they are performing up to snuff to earn a spot on the team. Those guys have not understood, uh, A, how hard we play, B, our schemes, 
that defense is a priority for them, et cetera. I, I, I got, we got some work to do with all that crew. I, you know, come Tuesday night, there's a couple spots there open if somebody wants them. And I keep telling you that, show me you're going to play defense. Show me you're going to play hard. Show me you understand our coverage. Just show me how. And then I don't, whatever you do at the other end, you're going to get opportunities just because who you're on the floor with. And they'll come to you. You don't have to come down and occupy your 95% of your mind with how you're going to break down and get your next shot. It's not going to get you on the floor right now. So we've got some work to do. I, I, we've, got, we've got to find who's going who's gonna to blend in quickly defensively with this career. Pretty harsh words there from usually chill acoustic guitar Nick Nurse. To sort through this Raptors news this morning, I am joined by Katie Heindel, who racks up the bylines all over the place, including, but not limited to, here at Yahoo Sports Canada occasionally, and she is the go-to source for NBA offseason reports. Katie, let's start with the good news or the good rumors. What do you make of the reports that Pascal Siakam is close to signing a rookie-scale max extension with the Raptors? I love it. I mean, I'm all for dudes getting paid. Uh, and moreover, for Siakam, I think it's absolutely he's getting what he deserves. Like, if there's someone you want to incentivize to stay because it's already known, it's like whether or not you feel it's an open secret or or actually the the plans. But like, that's he's the guy the team's going to be building up around for the next five years. So, I think you you got to show somebody like that that you mean it. And we just saw, speaking of extensions, Kyle Lowry got his $31 million, uh for an extra year. I'm going to assume, based on what you just said about Pascal Siakam, <laughs> you are also very okay with Kyle Lowry getting the bag. Yeah, I'm thrilled for Lowry. Um, I mean, Lowry, like, yeah, that's something that, like, again, if you, if you want to, it signals, to me, it just signals that, like, the Raptors are a franchise that take care of their players, like, young and longstanding players, and those kinds of signals are going to work out work their like magic way out into the league for any players that are like maybe eventually hoping to come to Toronto. So other than like taking care of guys, which should be number one priority, I think it's like really doing some long-term positive groundwork. Also, I just want to say like, I've never seen someone look so casual wearing like a pom pom, <laughs> a pom pom on his head, signing such a gigantic, well-deserved deal. So even more of like. Even more well deserved for Lowry. Uh, not all, not all uh, laughter and, and sunshine. There was some, not want to say negative, but Nick Nurse came out pretty strong on Wednesday to talk about the new guys, specifically uh, Stanley Johnson and Rondé Hollis Jefferson, that they were not quite at that level that the team expected of them, and and understanding how hard the Raptors play at that championship level. What do you make of, of sort of that of coming into the media and, and sort of putting it? Uh, out in the open like that. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a bit surprising. I feel like it's the least kind of, hey, y'all, we've seen of Nick Nurse, and it's more like, giddy up. Um, but <laughs> I think I think if anything, that those are sort of like what he's signaling with comments like that. I'm hoping at least that he's kind of, he wants to light a fire under these guys. Um, but I think as, as like, you know, watching this team, like, we've sort of, become spoiled I think uh, in the way that we see like the work ethic uh, of like players that have come up like through the development system in Toronto like you know like Siakam like Fred like all like even Norman Powell like all these dudes like work really really hard for the spots and like if you're not willing to do that kind of work it seems like and it sounds like it's going to become apparent pretty quickly so 
I feel like, you know, a lot of preseason talk is all about, like, bigging players up, really, like, hyping up the team when not much has been seen yet. So I kind of like how refreshing it was for Nurse to just come out and say, like, he's not happy, the team's not happy, they've got to they've got to step it up. And, and and I wanted to ask you one last thing, because you will have carved out an expertise as the expert on the NBA offseason, and uh, you write on Substack a piece called Basketball Feelings. Is there anybody maybe new to the team that you have that has caught your eye with their uh, outside the court uh, persona this off season. Yeah, it was actually like, I was a bit disappointed with how uh, quiet it was for the Cubs, like some of the new Raptors this off season. I was really hoping to just like get a feel, a better feel for um, Stanley Johnson, who I really like just by virtue of all the jean jackets he's wearing. Um, <laughs> I found out he's like, a wine guy like he's into like weird wine so i feel like it's a good fit for him in toronto um i'm still like i think patrick mccaw is like such a funny precious little weirdo so <laughs> i hope he starts shooting and like bringing some of his weird off the court competence on the court um and i know i know everyone has like written him off in this like deep very like far afield but I'm not ready to give up on campaign yet. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I got a campaign for campaign. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear extended thoughts from Katie on all things Raptors preseason, she was also a guest on William Liu's Raptors Over Everything podcast yesterday. They go into much, much further depth on everything than a show this short allows us to do. And finally, we did not get any closer to figuring out who will be joining the Washington Nationals in the World Series yesterday. Game four between the Yankees and the Astros was postponed due to heavy rain. The series continues tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time in the Bronx. Game four, the Astros send Zach Grinke to the hill. Well, it appears, there's some subterfuge, but it appears the Yankees will counter with Masahiro Tanaka as their starter, Justin Verlander and James Paxton are expected to be on the mound for Game 5. But that is a conversation for Friday, and that is something we will talk about tomorrow on the show because we are all out of time this morning. Leafs lose, Raptors closer to locking up Siakam to the max, and Game 4 of the ALCS is scheduled for this evening. You are all caught up on everything you need to know to start your Thursday off right, so get out there and have a great day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.